0: Coming up today on the Dr. Linda Mental Show.
1: Part of who we are as people is people of transformation. Our lives are transformed through Jesus, and we want to transform the culture around us, the environment that we work in, that we live in, the neighbors that we interact with. It's all about changing and being open to the change that God has for
0: us. The Dr. Linda Mental Show is next.
2: Everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend, we're here, we're doing life together, and as always, we're so glad you joined us.
0: That's right. Happy weekend, Dr. Linda. Same to you. It's the weekend again. Yay. And we are doing this show on purpose.
2: Oh, that's a little play on words. Right, yeah. The topic is purpose. The topic
0: is purpose, right. And speaking of purpose... We couldn't get Rick Warren in here on the program today. But Pastor Rick
2: Warren, who wrote about 50 million copies of right, <laughs> The purpose exactly. Driven Life.
0: And, right, but there is someone else here.
2: Instead of Rick Warren, we've got Dr. Norm Mintel.
0: Okay, who's that?
2: <laughs> well, you'll know him as the producer of our show. I'll know him as my husband. Ah, there we
0: go. That's right, that's right.
2: But he has written, Chris, a really great blog that we're going to use to talk about today. And he has lots of blogs on his leadership blog site, which is on medium.com. It's entitled True North Leadership. But he also has a long, long bio on being a leader in so Mm -hmm. many areas. He's been in the media. He's been an academic. He's helped groups. And he really understands a lot about helping people, empowering people into their purpose. And this particular blog that he wrote is called Discover Your Purpose, A Guide to Meaning and Happiness. So, uh, based on that lovely introduction, welcome, Norm. We're glad to have
1: you. I'm so excited to be released from the servitude of the control room. Right. I mean, just that you guys let me out every once in a Isn't while great? is so meaningful in my life. It gives me purpose.
2: <laughs> That's good. Hey, we're contributing to the cause. Now, listen, I want to start with a quote you had at the beginning of your blog by E.E. E. Cummings, because I thought it was really great. He said, To be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best day and night, to make you everybody else, means to fight the hardest battle which any human being can fight and never stop fighting. I like that.
1: Well, E.E. Cummings is a brilliant um, poet. That's how we know him most of all. And he was clearly somewhat of a philosopher, recognizing that the notion that the world wants to make us conform to itself and to other people. And the great, the great move of life is to be individual and to buy the same clothes the other guy's buying. So I think he's wanting us to fight against that. And I used it because, for me, it's the launching point for how do I know who I am and what is my purpose in life and why am I here? These are old, old questions. I mean, my goodness, why am I here? Why was I created? Adam probably asked those questions.
2: Well, and you mentioned in your blog that King Solomon answered it and he said fear god and keep his commandments for this is the duty of all man well
1: king solomon was a pretty smart guy <laughs> as as the bible tells us yes. and he was answering that question because he had those same questions he had a lot of personal angst about things socrates said it too i loved how socrates said he says the unexamined life is not worth living so know thyself
2: Well, I like that one especially. I've used that quote from Socrates many times because obviously as a therapist, I want people to examine their life and God wants people to examine their life. The psalmist David said that we should examine our life, right? right? So as we look at this... It's really going to be important because everybody wants to know, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Like you mentioned. And so let's just kind of get into that. You start with saying that we were planned for God's purpose.
1: Well, that's, that's Rick Warren. I want uh, You okay. talked about Rick Warren. So let's give proper note to that. In his book, The Purpose Driven Life, he gives these four, one, two, three, four, five purposes in life. Okay, well, let's start with that. <laughs> and let's start with that. He said, we were planned for God's pleasure. So he quotes that, and so do I as a former worship leader, as how do we give God pleasure? How do we make God smile? It's in our worship and worship as a lifestyle.
2: You know, he didn't need us. Did he? I mean, he could have gone around and created a whole bunch of worlds and maybe he has. We're not really sure on that question, but he really didn't need us around. But it's really a great thought to think that God created me so that I could give pleasure to him. That's a wonderful idea.
1: I think Chris came from one of those other planets.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't apply to me at all. Here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's one for you, Dr. Linda. Warren says we were formed for God's family.
2: Yeah, and he's talking about that he created us to give us fellowship with other people. So in the same way that God wants fellowship with us, he put us in a body of people. We call that the church. He wants us to be involved and to be able to work and enjoy that fellowship. So I love this. He wants us to enjoy fellowship, and he wants us to enjoy him.
0: I think that's why during the pandemic, churches clamored to make sure there was still a connection with the congregants because the church realizes that's why we're here is for that fellowship. So even though for about a year or so, it had to be online, mm-hmm. we were still trying to maintain that sense of fellowship together.
2: So his third one was where we created to be like Christ. So our purpose mm. is really to learn the discipleship and to imitate Christ in all we do.
1: And I think that goes along with what Chris was saying about how difficult that was during the pandemic and, and being Christ-like when you're alone in your house is a little easier than when you're rubbing elbows with people.
2: Yeah, mm. it's a good point.
0: Rick Warren goes on to say that we were shaped for serving God. Dr. Norm, you may, you could probably say this better than me, but if we're created in God's image, that would only make sense because then we sort of know how to, uh, to commune and, and, and worship him. I add
1: to that thinking, if he made us to look like him, he also wants us to behave like him. Mm. We might be made in the image of God, but if we don't act like Christ, right. then it's an incompleted work.
2: So we fight that sometimes, and no I kidding. think there, there's a real move against that in our culture. So when you have people who don't believe in Jesus they have no interest in imitating Christ. And so we're surprised by that sometimes, Mm -hmm. like why people behave the way they do.
1: And why do we expect people to behave like Christians when they're not? (laughs) I know. And they have no moral compass whatsoever. So we we get angry. It's like, what are you thinking? Well, they're not thinking like we are.
0: We were at Disney World one time in line in for a ride, and a family member was just beside herself at how these people could be using that language. Why are they talking like this? Mm-hmm. Who are these people? Mm-hmm. And I was like, they don't think like you do. They don't have that same mindset.
2: We're going to get to the point where we're, I'm sure at some point when we're discussing this, that when you don't have Christ in you and you don't have that purpose of imitating him, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons why people feel so empty Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, without a rudder in their lives, because they don't have that. When you have Christ and you are imitating him, it really does give you a sense because then you go into, which I think is his fifth one, related to making a mission. You know, so we're made for a mission. There's purpose in our lives. That's one of the things I think is such a benefit to being a Christian.
1: I love how he sums up his five why we were made. And that is to evangelize, to live like Christ, to look like Christ, to behave like Christ so that people are drawn to the Father through Christ in us. And that's the beauty of the spirit who indwells us or who physically lives inside of us, that we have that added benefit to behave differently, think differently, speak differently. And it's sad when we don't.
0: I think here on planet Earth, if we are unemployed, we feel empty like we have no purpose. But as a Christian, if you're not out doing the Lord's work and evangelizing, you may have the same tendency to feel empty inside.
2: It may not feel as direct. So Mm -hmm. I, I would say, Chris, that there are a lot of Christians who are doing their daily jobs, but they're not connecting the dots that that job that you have might be actually part of how God is going to use you to imitate Christ, to show other people, and to possibly be a light in those places where you might not think somebody needs that light.
0: Well, today on the Dr. Linda Mental Show, our producer, Norm Mental, is on the other side of the glass, and he's joining us on the program to talk about your purpose in life, discovering your purpose. And we'll talk more about that after the break on the Dr. Linda Mental Show.
2: Some days I simply have to fight discouragement. When those days come, I like to read the Psalms and meditate on the cure for my discouragement. Take Psalm 103, for example. David, feeling discouraged, talks to himself in a way that uplifts his soul. He tells his soul to bless the Lord and to remember the benefits of serving God. David wrote this psalm to encourage himself in the Lord, something I know I need to do regularly. Instead of focusing on all of his problems, David decided to engage his will and rehearsed the goodness of God. He begins the psalm by blessing the Lord. Then he speaks to his soul and reminds himself of all that God does for those who are faithful to him. So when you feel discouraged, do what David did and encourage yourself in the Lord. It will transform that discouragement to praise and gratitude. Are you a mom or a dad trying to do your best to raise a healthy weight child in an unhealthy eating culture? Do you often struggle with how to respond when your child asks if she is fat or if he needs to lose weight? Do you wonder, what is normal, and how do I best impact my child and his or her eating habits? Well, hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mental, and my book, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World, teaches parents how to raise healthy kids in an overscheduled, fast-food, video game world by making simple choices, easy changes, and instilling good habits that will improve everyone's life today and forever. Winner of the Mom's Choice Award, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World will give you this confidence, the confidence you need to take charge of your child's eating and raise a healthy weight child.
0: Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World, available on Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com, and available online where books are sold. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And just a reminder, you can follow Dr. Linda on social media, on Twitter at Dr. Linda Mental, and then on Facebook, Dr. Linda Mental, author and speaker, and then on Instagram at Dr. Linda Mental. Social media is a great way to keep up with Dr. Linda's speaking and writing on relationships. And as far as today's topic goes, we are joined by Dr. Norm Mental, who is our producer. He's on the program with us today.
2: He's also my husband.
0: Uh, That's right. He's your husband. That's right. (laughs) Dr. Norman is a contributor at medium.com, and the name of his blog is True North Leadership, and we are taking from that blog today, and the topic is Discover Your Purpose.
2: And I like the way uh, you referenced this study. It's a 2019 study, so fairly recent. It was reported that 89% of 16 to 29-year-olds claim that their life lacked meaning or purpose. And if you've been around millennials and members of Gen Z, you're going to recognize the symptoms of this type of lack of purpose that a lot of them seem to have. There's a lot of fear of the future. There's generalized anxiety. There's a sense of lostness that we're seeing. Lots of concerns. You and I are both working in the academic worlds. We have lots of touches with that age group, and we see that they're really just kind of lost, a lot of them, and it's only a matter of time before they're going to have to then enter the professional world and continue to deal with this lack of purpose that they're feeling.
1: I think people in our generation are worried, as were the people in our parents' generation worried about us, (laughs) that, oh, no, the world's going to go to hell in a handbasket when those people take over. Oh, no, oh, no. And I wrote this in large measure to say, wait, if we can find purpose in life, and meaning, then there's a wonderful sense of positivity for the future. There's, there's not a problem.
2: Do you think, though, that there is more of a sense of this coming up generation struggling more with this than, than generations before? I know, I know that lots of generations struggle, but there has been some conversation about these kids haven't really been through some difficult times. They really are very distracted. They really haven't had to figure out who they are. Do you think it's worse, Uh, I guess, is what I'm asking. I don't know if
1: it's worse or not, because how do we, I don't know that we can gauge how distraught we were compared to how distraught they are, but we do know that social media exacerbates it all. So that they're conversing with one another, they're reading how they should be, and they're looking at pictures of what they should look like, and Mm -hmm. people are saying, I hate you, and I don't like you, Mm -hmm. and you're ugly, and "and you're fat, and all these kinds of things with anonymity, and it's very destructive to people how they feel.
0: people said that to me in school, to my my face. Yeah, and... You punched them out and got detention. Exactly.
1: Yes.
2: You know, it's coming at you in all directions. So that may be, it's different for this Mm. generation. Well, as we're talking about purpose, Norm, what is the difference between purpose and a life goal? Because a lot of times I hear people saying, I'm going to make a life goal.
1: Right. That's a good place to start. I, I, I like to clarify what purpose is and what purpose isn't. So let's start with what it isn't. It isn't a life goal. Purpose is bigger. Really, in my mind, it's bigger, it's deeper, it's wider than just goals. Sometimes you've heard people say, you were made for this. Mm, right. yes. Chris's voice was
2: I've made never said for that radio. i to Chris. No, oh, no. I? Oh. But you do have a good voice for radio. Oh, thank you. Thank
0: you. <laughs> you know what? I think I'll just stay back. By- I'll stay back here. You guys just do the show.
2: They can't see us, Chris. Chris is moving away from the crowd.
0: But if your life purpose
1: was your life goal, and then something happens to your life goal, or you get fired, or you get Mm. something happens, then does that mean you have no more purpose in life?
2: So if Chris loses his voice. Yeah, if he talks like this all of a sudden.
0: You wouldn't keep me around for that? Too much helium. Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but if he has a deeper sense of what is God calling me to do, why am I here? Right, that's more like that, purpose. That's more,
1: yeah, it's more purposeful. I wrote a blog about a, a concept called flow, which is uh, this notion of moving forward. And you did a radio show on that.
2: No, uh, I don't think we have yet. We you talked about no, we've talked about well, it. Then let's
1: do a show on flow.
2: We should because that's a big con- that's a big topic right now. Right,
1: it's finding satisfaction, and the, the concept is this generally satisfied notion with life. And, no,
0: we're not talking about my aunt
2: Florence, though. No, it's F L O W. Got it? Okay, oh, okay, okay. It's <laughs> Like a river flows
1: when everything is flowing and, and there's a great spiritual application to that, mm-hmm. but that's not purpose either. That's just how you're living your life.
2: Well, people say, I want to get in the flow when it's kind of like getting in the zone right? is it a little bit that's like right. that. That's true. Like when I'm in the zone, then I'm doing my purpose. But they're two different things, right, is what you're saying, right,
1: right? And also, you know what purpose isn't? It's not doing. It's not just being happy, doing your thing, and mm-hmm. doing life, and finding something that you're passionate about, and you're driven by your emotions. It's it's more than that. Purpose is deeper.
2: Purpose is behind the things that you're feeling, and it's behind you know your questioning and the things that you're asking about God. You're asking God questions all the time. I am anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm the only mm-hmm. one who always asks God a lot of questions. But behind all of that, is purpose more of a sense of, I have a calling on my life, and I'm experiencing that as I move through life. It's not about what I do, right. but right. the way That's God good. opens doors, and, and I'm moving in the things that God is opening right. for me.
0: I like this point, Dr. Norm, that you make in the blog, where you, uh, you point out that your purpose may not necessarily make you happy.
1: Just because we are in God's purpose or Mm -hmm. his will for our life doesn't mean that we don't experience difficulties or tragedies or any of the negative things. So it's not all about ha-ha, happy, happy, warm and fuzzy all the time, but purpose is about the deeper, deeper meaning.
2: So I'm thinking about missionaries who are operating in their purpose. Mm, Um, We all all have the purpose to evangelize. They're just doing that in maybe a different culture, but there certainly are not in a happy state all the mm, time when you say good. that so that's yeah. a good way to think about that that you can be happy while you're in your purpose but it doesn't mean that while you're doing the things that god has called you to do that you're always going to experience that state of happiness a lot of challenges
1: no, in that's
2: right. following the call of god right.
1: So before we get to the break, let's change and say what purpose is, rather okay. than what it isn't. One of the things that I like to talk about in for leaders is transformational leadership. And okay, well, well, that, well,
2: well, well we gotta, We got to break that down well, I'm a little going. bit. I was, okay. going, to, I was okay. going to try
1: and simplify it, because transformation just means change, right? Okay. Transforming. It's a very biblical concept. God changes us from glory to glory. He changes us from sinners to saints. He changes our hearts. He changes the way we act. He transforms us. He transforms us, and purpose is all about change. So part of who we are as people is people of transformation. Our lives are transformed through Jesus. And we want to transform those around us, the culture around us, the environment that we work in, that we live in, the neighbors that we interact with. It's all about changing and being open to the change that God has for us.
2: When you have purpose in your life, does that give you some type of vision for your life? I mean, are we looking at this as, okay, now I know what I'm doing. I feel empowered to do it, or I have some kind of vision to do it.
1: I believe it should. Absolutely. Because once I have a sense of who I am in Christ, and I understand his purposes in general, and then perhaps much more specifically his purposes for me then yes
2: so that may be why sometimes i confuse that with that idea of flow because when you're in the flow you have a lot of energy and you 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 have a vision for where you're going and you're feeling really empowered to get there because you're really on this roll to Mm -hmm, get there mm -hmm. but purpose can do the same thing it can give you all of those things as well and
1: flow can end but purpose shouldn't
2: oh that's good that's good
0: the purpose of me right now is to take us to the break. Right, here. Stay yeah. on time. That's
2: Chris's purpose. That's
0: right. We're joined by Dr. Norm Mental. He is our producer, and he's also a contributor on Medium.com. And the name of his blog is True North Leadership. And when we come back from the break, we'll talk more about what purpose actually is.
2: Are your priorities all out of line? Are you running through the kitchen because the sight of dishes in the sink is more than you can bear? Or avoiding the laundry room for fear a pile of dirty jeans will jump up and grab you? Are extra hours spent at work or outside commitments taking a toll on your home and family? Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor. And if this sounds anything like your house, you may have a priority problem. Getting your priorities in line might feel like trying to rein in a bucking bronco, but it can be done. Here are a few keys. Take small steps. Don't try to attack laundry and housekeeping all at once. Spread the work out and enlist the help of family members. And don't put things off. Piling another dish and a cup in the sink won't help. Instead, try and stay ahead by handling cleaning up more regularly. Look, we all have occasions when we have to hurry off and leave a job or two undone. But if this is your habit, you may need a priority adjustment. And you can do it one step at a time. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold.
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And just a reminder, you can find Dr. Linda on social media. Let's see, you can find her on uh, Facebook. Just Uh,
2: everywhere, Chris.
0: Good point. Good.
2: DrLindaMental.com, find me. (laughs)
0: It's (laughs) a lot easier. There's little
2: pictures of the bird and the Facebook and all that good stuff. That's
0: right. (laughs) Well, uh, we're joined today by Dr. Norm Mental, your husband, our producer. Dr. Norm is a contributor to Medium.com with his blog, True North Leadership. And uh, Dr. Norm, we're going to talk more about what purpose is Before we do that, what does True North mean?
1: What does True North mean on a compass, Chris? Up. Up? Yeah. And what does that mean when you're lost? I don't know. I would have no idea.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've always wondered about that. I thought if I'm lost in the woods and somebody gives me a compass, I wouldn't even know what to do with it. Right, yeah. If you go to my
1: Facebook page for True North Leadership, I've got this beautiful picture of this ancient compass. Okay. And the whole idea, in my mind, was as I write for leaders, I find leaders kind of flopping around in our world, not knowing Mm -hmm. how to truly lead, and they don't know what's up to use your word, oh, okay. uh-huh. and where's where. And so Hi. I say, if we point to True North, True North is to God, mm-hmm. it's vertical, mm-hmm. it's up. Mm-hmm. And in that, we are authentic as leaders and people, we are honest, we are pursuing truth,
0: and that's that's the short
1: version.
2: Thank you for asking that, because I've never asked him that question. It, it,
0: it was an okay question, but it was a great answer. <laughs> a great answer. Yeah. So,
2: so can, they, can somebody just go to Norm Mental True North Leadership on Facebook and find you? Yes. And then they could read all these blogs. They're all there including the one today which is on discovering your purpose that's exactly okay right. we it's got there. it we got it all right
1: i put them there i want conversations i, I like right. to have chats with people all right so let's get to what is purpose well we've already talked about purposes is, is transforming it's part of change i also want to say that purpose is purposeful And that kind of sounds (laughs) a little obvious. (laughs) It seems like it might be obvious, but it means that it's intentional. But God has a very intentional purpose for each one of us. He has, in Rick Warren's version, a mission for each Mm, one of us to accomplish. And he has reason for us to be here, not just to be pretty faces on the planet. It's also very focused. Purpose becomes purposeful when we know what we're intended to do and we have a target and a direction that we're heading especially in service for other mm-hmm. people. Missionaries have very targeted yes. goals and purposes in life. I think that's important.
2: It really helps you when you think about that, because it's real easy to get distracted and doing a whole bunch of different things. And one of the things that you and I have always said when we've been asked to do multiple things, we always say, well, we can, but mm-hmm. should we? Right, right. You know, and maybe if we think about our purpose to get a little bit more focused in what we're doing so that we're not distracted by a whole lot of other things.
1: That's really good because in a company or a corporation, when you consider doing new things, if you go back to your mission statement and say, who are we? What's our purpose for being? Is this off mission? Or the phrase you hear a lot is mission drift. It's taking us away from that purpose. It's the same thing in life.
2: What about the idea of purpose being malleable?
1: Well, it's malleable because it can change. Not that you're going off your true north Purpose, but I use this example: How many different artists have played a Mozart tune, hmm. and it sounds a little bit different every time, and yet it's Mozart's purposeful intention that you follow those notes.
2: You and I have played those tunes. Sounds really different when we- you and I played them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I used one that you both have sung: the Ave Verum. Oh right? yeah, we have. And I we can do that. I said so. When he wrote the Ave Verum, he heard it in his head. And when you and your choir sang it, I wonder how different it sounded. Mm, that's
2: probably true. not real different. <laughs> we weren't that good, were we, Chris? Uh,
0: we, we weren't quite as Latin as we should have been. That's okay, sure. so
2: let's ask a few questions as we get kind of near the end of this okay. in terms of what may help people along the way with purpose. We help
1: find our purpose with each other. I think that helps. And thank you for doing this program. To help us all consider this, one of the ones that I love asking to help us hone in on who we think we are and our purposes, before school and the world beat it out of you, what did you most love doing as a child?
2: What's another one? Oh, you don't have an answer for me? I don't at this point because we're running out of time and I want you to get through these questions. <laughs> We'd have to do another show for me to answer that, okay? <laughs> Probably climbing trees would be my answer on that one. Okay. But... okay,
1: okay, Chris, did you have a quick answer on that one? I don't either. No. I don't either, yeah. You guys are, <laughs> we're are, are
2: getting are lost in this purpose,
1: purposefulness. <laughs> right, All right, exactly. what's another question, okay. though, to help think our listeners? A, think of at least two <laughs> of the most challenging experiences in your life how did they shape who you are today because how you responded and how and you those reacted challenges. helped define who you are and that's what good. your purpose is so but today what do you most enjoy doing what makes you happiest now
2: and that's going to align with the desires of your heart with god so those are three great questions what did you most love doing as a child you know, what's the most challenging experience in your life and what do you enjoy doing most? And then you end with a quote from one of our favorite authors, Frederick, Frederick Buechner. Yeah. yeah, what's that quote? Give us that he quote says, as we the close. The place
1: God calls you is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger intersect i love that
2: i love that well we've just touched on the the discovering your purpose but we hope the show gave you a few ideas and a few things to think about thank you norm for coming and and joining us thanks
1: for allowing me i know out of the the glass yes
2: okay well that is uh, a good place for you to be most of the time because you're helping us that's your purpose sometimes but your purpose really is much broader than the little bit that you do to help us uh, but we appreciate it Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm and our special guest. As of today, my engineer and co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone.